Hello, and welcome to the Adrian Ross Show. I am Adrian, and I'm glad you're tuned in. Whether you're listening on the BMG Network, that's the bmgnetwork.com, or if you're listening on a major podcast platform or watching on YouTube, I'm just glad you are here. We have an important topic to talk about today, but first I'm going to start as I've been starting, and that is by sharing a review from one of my listeners or watchers. This is from Lisa Robbins, and Lisa writes, awesome podcast, love your podcast, love your honesty on every topic from politics to everyday life. Keep it up, lady. Love you. God bless. Lisa, God bless you too, and thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review. And I'm asking the rest of you to do the same. I have people who will say, I love your podcast, or I really love this particular episode. And I want them to go a step further. I'm so grateful for the feedback, but I want them to go further and to actually write a review. It means so much. Some of you have said to me, I'm going to get it done. I want to write a review. And so I'm, I'm, I'm saying to you, okay, get it done, please. I really appreciate it. So thank you. Now let's jump into today's topic. It's a serious one. In fact, it's so serious that it is the topic of my column, which comes out on Tuesdays. It's called My View, My Voice, and it's at adrianrosscolumn.com, as many of you know who've been listening. I used to have a, a column in the printed paper and online with the, with the newspaper, and I, without going into a lot of details, I felt it necessary to step away from the media filter, and then I started my own column, My View, My Voice, at adrianrosscolumn.com for subscribers. But this time, this week, I decided to open up my column, this particular column, to everyone. Now, generally, I don't do that because people pay to subscribe. They hear me speak it, it's recorded, and they get to read it as well. But I really felt an unction, if you will, to share this particular topic with everyone. So I'll do something special. I'll do a bonus for my subscribers at another time. But this is for everyone because it's such a huge topic. It's called, the column this time, is called The Most Exciting, Saddest Time in the Church. Kind of sounds like an oxymoron, right? How can you be uh, the most, how can it be the most exciting time and, and be the saddest time? How can you say sad when you're talking about the church? You'll, you'll see what I mean because I'm going to, I'm going to allow you to hear hear me reading this particular column, the most exciting, saddest time in the church. Listen, and then we'll talk. The most exciting, saddest time in the church. How is it possible that this is simultaneously one of the most exciting yet saddest times in the history of the church? Trust me, it's possible. Let me warn you now, this is a column for mature people who can handle mature food. If you only want the milk and not the meat, this isn't for you. If you just want your fancies tickled, this isn't for you. If you're inclined to holler, you're being judgmental while having no real clue what that really means, you should probably avoid reading this because it isn't for you. If you just want to hear that you're going to be blessed and, and take no responsibility at all, again, this isn't the place for you. But don't worry, there are plenty of places to find all of those messages. 
Just not here. Not today anyway. God is moving. Make no mistake about it. I'm experiencing it. And that's the exciting part I'm talking about. But many are content to miss this move and just chill out during one of the most crucial, promising times the church has ever seen. People everywhere are seeing lives changed as individuals are coming to know Christ. We're witnessing people getting baptized and re-baptized by the droves. We're seeing people getting filled with the Holy Ghost. We're seeing sickness, disease, and injury healed. Exciting. This is especially wonderful because so much negativity is taking place in our world. The last year and a half alone has been a trip some are still reeling from. But just as always, God doesn't waste a thing. Times like these will cause wise folks to take inventory of their lives. And true inventory is about reflection. Where am I? How did I get here? How do I go to the next level? And ultimately, God, please help me. And God being God, he is right there where he's been all along, mind you. Arms outstretched to you, eyes fixed on you, heart beating for your heart, all to bring your purpose into focus once again, or even for the first time. It's a beautiful thing. And it's happening like wildfire. So what's this about sadness? The sad part is some simply haven't jumped in. They're content to be on the outside looking in. Many are consumed with the notion that it's God's job to bless them and their job to sit back and just receive. Maybe they don't come to church at all. Half come or come hang out and then just check out leaving it to others to take ownership of the church or apply what's learned or serve in some way. I'm not trying to be mean. On the contrary, as stated at the start, this is a message for mature folks, or at least folks who might want to be. Somewhere in our faith walk, many got the idea it's the pastor, the deacon, the worship leader who's supposed to press into God, to sacrifice, to serve. They've been content to be on the outside looking in. They're not interested in being Jesus's Peter, James, or John, you know, the inner circle. Instead, they're satisfied with giving the bare minimum this week, coming back next week, maybe, and doing it all over again. Commitment is too difficult for them. But I'm reminded of what a pastor I had many years ago used to say. It's easy to live God hard but it's hard to live God easy. Let that soak in. It also brings to the forefront something the Lord has been speaking to me repeatedly recently. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. Remember that song? I admit, I don't like it when those words come rushing at me, not at all. But the understood answer is the right answer. We all have a responsibility to do what we've been called to do. And when we do, yes, it's exciting. The Bible even says that for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross. 
There's such joy set before us. This is the most exciting time to live for God. But we have to embrace it, press in. I think about the Christians in Afghanistan as I write this, many of whom have said they don't expect to live long now that the Taliban has taken over the country. I'm praying and believing that God will miraculously rescue them. But how can I not help but have such respect for their willingness to give it all? Meanwhile, many of us in this nation take our freedom in Jesus so lightly as shown by our actions and inactions. God is on the move and we can't miss it as long as we determine that while we are the church in America, we will not be guilty of being the American church, resting on our laurels, halving it, being lax about our Lord. If you're offended by what I've written, I hit a sore spot. But listen, I say nothing to you I don't first say to myself. Together, let's embrace this exciting time upon us. One that just might be the most exciting times we've ever seen. I'm in. What about you? Okay. So there you have it. You, you heard it. And, and so you understand what I said at the beginning. And that is that this is a topic for mature people. Okay. This is for people who can handle the meat, not just the milk. Okay. So I understand that, that there will be some people, if you're not mature and you're not, you know, you can't handle the meat, you're going to, to say, well, she's just being judgmental. Understand that's not my heart. This is a message about hope because we're living in a time where people need hope. And those of us who are people of faith, who are Christians, we have that hope, right? And I'm seeing so many exciting things. That's why I say it's the most exciting time. I'm seeing it in my own area, in my own church. We're hearing about it in all different areas as well. God is moving. We're talking, we're talking about people who are committing their lives to God, people who are saying by, by the droves, I want to be baptized and getting baptized, or people who were already baptized, already have a walk with God, and yet they feel this draw, they feel this draw to get rebaptized. People are getting filled with the Holy Ghost according to scripture. People, I mean, we're talking miracles, signs, and wonders. I, you know what? I'm sorry if you're of the mindset or in a church that doesn't believe. That, that God still does miracles, I, I'm sorry, because he is still doing miracles and we're seeing it healed. People healed from diseases, sicknesses, injuries, depression, um, people be, being delivered. It's a powerful time. It is an exciting time. And it's a time also that that people need hope that, you know, the last year and a half in particular have been tough. And yet we have the answer and, and, and it's, it, God never wastes anything. So even when it's tough, or maybe even especially when it's tough, he begins to draw people by his spirit and we begin to see these exciting things that we're seeing. And I'm glad to be a part of it. That's wonderful. But that brings me to the other part. And that's the saddest time. Not everyone wants to be engaged in what's going on. And some people have become the American church. You'll notice in the column that I said that while we are the church in America, we can't be the American church. What do I mean? Well, America is blessed. God is so good. We are the greatest country on the face of the earth. We have freedom. 
And that's wonderful. But we have to be careful as a church not to have this mindset like, you know what? Well, I, you know, I'm just free to be an American and I'm just going to chill. And it's just for God, you know, for God to bless me. We are blessed to be blessed, but we are blessed to be a blessing. And this is what I'm talking about. While some people are really pressing in and some people are seeing that they have the answer and they've got hope to give and, and all that, the good things that come with this time that we're living in. Other people are just kind of chilling. They're just kind of halving it. They may have left church during the pandemic, never came back or, you know, they, they, they're there, but they don't want, you know, don't ask me to come to prayer meeting. Pastor, don't ask me to pick up the paper that's on the floor there because, you know, I'm just chilling. I'm just going to be blessed. I don't want this to come across as if I'm being judgmental or mean or hard or anything. That's not it at all. But I'm saying we have to be people who understand the gift that's invested in us, the exciting time we're living in, the opportunity to be a light in the darkness. And if we are so self-absorbed and just so lax and lazy and I'm just going to chill and it's about me being blessed and I'm just going to, then, then we're gonna we're gonna just miss it, and that's the sad part because there are some people who are parked there, and I'm not like pointing fingers because I've got a lot of growing up to do too. You know, I've got a lot more pressing in to do as well, but it's a, it's a matter of the heart. You know, it's a matter of the heart, so it can be simultaneously the most exciting and yet the saddest time, the saddest time in the in the church, and and I can't help but think about Afghanistan right now. I mean, we know, my goodness, we've, we had 13, 13 service members senselessly killed, senselessly killed. We've got American citizens in there and we have an administration that has no clue about how to, how to, get, how to get them out. We've got, it's just a sad time. It's, it's a heartbreaking time. And yet you've got the church in Afghanistan, many of whom say, if not all say, we're, we don't expect to live long. Now, I'm not declaring that. You know, I'm, I'm believing for the miraculous, but they're saying we, we doubt we're going to live. We're going to die for our faith because they're coming after Christians. The Taliban, they're coming after Christians and yet they're willing to die because that's how passionate they are about their walk with the Lord. That's how passionate they are about their faith. And when you look at that juxtaposed with where we are right now, where some people are just like, eh, you know, whatever, they should just be glad I showed up. You know, or or just lax or just not that fire. I mean, wow, it, it's an eye opener. People are willing to die for the faith, to give it all. And we just many of us just want to kind of sit back and let let somebody else do it. That's the pastor's job. That's the deacon's job. That's somebody else's job. I'm just kind of going to chill. No, this is an exciting time where you get to use the gifts that God has given you to be a blessing to someone else and to draw closer to God. You know, it's, 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 a, it's on my heart. And that's why I said, you know what, I'm going to open it. I feel that everybody needs to hear. Again, not to be judgmental, not to point my finger, but to speak truth to people who want to hear, mature people who can handle the meat and not just the milk. You know, I want to share something, and it's not to pat myself on the back or, or my friend Pia Dodd on the back, but um, we went out a few days ago, out into the streets, you know, I was feeling in my heart that it's time to just be bold, go out on the street and let God lead us to people, pray for them, share with them hope and the good news of Jesus and 
see what he does, you know, because I believe that many of us have gotten these words and we, we know that, that there's a gift within us. We know that God wants to use us and everything. And yet we kind of think that we're just supposed to kind of sit back and then it's just going to happen. And we're like, well, man, I, you know, I thought this was supposed to happen. It never happened. Well, we have to sometimes put ourselves in position so that God can use us. And so I said, you know what? God has given us gifts and, and callings and he, he's speaking and he's moving and it's, it's an exciting time and people need hope. I just felt like, you know what? Let's just be bold and get out there. So we went out there, out on the, out on the streets, and we just said, you know what? We're here to pray. We're just going to walk and pray. Pray for our city. Pray for our region. Pray for businesses. Pray, you know, just pray. And then if, if God just draws us to someone, we feel drawn, we're just going to go and just, just introduce ourselves and tell them we're out praying for people. And, you know, is there anything you need prayer for? And let me tell you something. God gave supernatural boldness. It was just amazing. And again, not to pat us on the back or anything like that. There are many people who are doing that, have been doing that, you know, but to go out and just say, you know what, God, here I am. I just want to be a blessing. I want, I don't want it to just be like, oh, I'm just chilling. You know, I'm just the American church. No, I'm a child of God. And I've got the freedom here in this country to do this. And so we did. And there were 10 people that I can recall that we ended up going to and praying for, talking to them about God, asking them if there's anything you need prayer for, letting God direct us and, and speak to them. And just, it was just amazing. And you know what? It's like such an easy time because like, who doesn't need prayer? You know, I mean, these are tough times for people, but that makes them exciting, you know? So who doesn't need prayer? So it's like such an easy, easy time. And God just made it flow. It was so beautiful. And the thing was, it's not like everyone at first was like, oh yeah, hi. It's not like, you know, sort of like, oh, you know, you know, it's, but, but as you begin, as we begin to speak and, as, and then to pray, it was amazing to see countenances change. And, and like I said, we, we ended up praying for like, you know, praying for like 10 people that we got to talk to and pray with and, and talk about the Lord. And, and, uh, four, four of those people ended up saying, you know what? Yeah. I want to accept Christ into my life. I want to pray and ask the Lord to come into my life. That's amazing, you know, and, 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 and thank God he allowed us to be able to be a part of that. It's not about us. It's about, it's about him. It's about the hope that's needed and to be able to pray and to see the faces and the lives, you know, and certain people were touched. Three of them happened to be college freshman students who were about two hours away from home, freshman year, and to be able to speak into their lives and even be able to share what was on our hearts for them and, and just, you know, another one, he's, 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 he said he's just been home from the military about a month. He seemed kind of hard at first, but then before it was over, he was just like, I mean, after, right after I prayed, he's like, can I, can I give you a hug? And he just, his heart was burdened for what, for the servicemen who were killed the 13 and, and he accepted the Lord. It's just amazing. It really, really is. I say all that to say, we've got the answer with what people need. We don't have, I don't have a do A, B, C, and D, but I have the answer. Meaning I, I have a walk with God. I can come. I can bring you hope. I can, I can pray for you. I can be on fire for God myself, which I can say, Lord, here I am. And, 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 and God, I'm going to be in prayer. I'm going to, I'm going to pray in the spirit. I'm going to pray in my understanding. I'm going, I'm, I'm just, I just want to, I just want to be this. This is the time our church is saying this over and over because it's true. This is the time. This is harvest time. I want to be a part of gathering in the harvest. I want to be a part of that. And I want everyone else to as well. And so it's the most exciting time as people are diving in. But it's also a bit of a, it's a tough time. And some people aren't excited. They're, they're 
the part of the saddest time, meaning they've got this open door in front of them in this key season we're in. And yet we just kind of want to chill and, and not get, not press our way in and, and we're going to miss it. And other people, they need what we have. We don't have forever. You know, we don't have forever. We have a purpose that God has given us. We need to utilize that. It's sad when God is moving in such a mighty way and, and, and people are resisting or they just, they're not just going to stay away. I'm just going to chill because, you know, he, he knows my heart. And yeah, he knows your heart. We, we all know your heart because we can see what your heart is. Again, not being judgmental. I'm just, I just want to encourage you as I'm encouraging myself. Let's be open to this exciting time to be a to be a huge part of what God is doing, not so that our name would be known, but so that his name is known and glorified. Now, I know this is kind of sound off, kind of preachy and all that, but listen, I'm a Christian. That's who I am. I, I make no apologies. He, he's, he's everything. He's everything. And to be a part of his plan is so exciting. We were even able to ask people on the street, you know what, if, if you die tonight, it's a tough question, right? Even the way to start it. Do you know where you're going? And then the, to, to be able to see the, the eyes of people when you ask them that question. It's an important question. But not even talking about dying, just living. Do you want to live your purpose? This is the most exciting time in the church. But it's also the saddest if we fail to press in to this time. So I encourage you to do that. God's got a purpose and a plan for you. But he also wants to use you to pour out to other people. What an honor. Let's dive in, in the season, and the next season, and the next season. As long as we have breath, let's dive in. Wherever he's called you, whatever your arena is, use it for his glory. But draw close to him because he's moving. This is the time of amazing, amazing movement. And he wants to use us. What an honor. So thank you. Thank you for listening to my heart. Again, this is for, I, I opened this up for everyone because I really felt to do that. And my subscribers, I'll, I'll do something extra for you at another time. But I felt to share this with everybody. So um, please encourage others to go to adrianrosscolumn.com. That's called My View, My Voice. adrianrosscolumn.com. And, and, and they'll be able to access this particular column. And, uh, and I want them to do that and to also share with other people. All right. Also, you know, you can email me at adrianrosscom at gmail.com and visit my website, adrianrosscom.com and my online school, adrianrossacademy.com. So thank you. Please check out the BMG Network and the other great podcasts that are there. All right. Once again, Please leave a review. I would much, much appreciate it. God bless you. Bye-bye. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.